Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Thanks to Ben Standig. Jumped on with us. You missed that. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. NFC, as wide open as it gets after the top couple of teams. And really, you can even make a, you can make a case for teams like the Eagles, the 49ers, the Cowboys, who we'd maybe argue are the top three, Ryan. You find reasons why they might have years where at least, let's say, they uh, they take a step back from where they were last season. Yeah. The NFL is, uh, that's what I love about it, man. There's so much parity, right? Because nobody has a perfect team coming into a season. Everybody has weaknesses, whether mm-hmm. it's your offensive line, your defensive line, your secondary, your coaching staff. You know, there is no perfect team. And that's why I love it so much, man. Every year there's parity. Every year we get close games. That's why the Red Zone channel's awesome. That's why the <laughs> Sunday ticket's so great. And that's why it's the best sport. Uh, second best sport next to college football, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah. We'll get to uh, week one, look ahead to week one in about uh, 20 minutes or so here. Let's move on to the NFC South, back to worst-case scenarios for every team in the NFC. And we'll start with the Atlanta Falcons, a team that uh, got uh, some higher expectations. I, w- I wouldn't say hype around the team, but I would say there's a there's a growing excitement and intrigue for what this team could be. Yeah, they could be a playoff team, right? The biggest biggest question mark is obviously Desmond Ritter. But... To me, the worst-case scenario is that their defense lets them down, ruins that offensive identity, right? If they're down in a lot of games, it's going to be really difficult for them to just run the football. They got all the weapons. We understand you draft Bijan Robinson, already a team that ran the ball more than you passed, I mean, more than any other team in the NFL. The Falcons had the lowest design pass percentage in the NFL last season, so this is a team that we know what their identity is. But if you're down in games and your defense is giving up big plays – it puts a lot more pressure on Desmond Ritter specifically to throw you back in game. So for them, it's got to be the defense takes strides, right? They spent money on their defense. They went yeah. in and addressed that. So that's got to work, or this team is not going to go out there and make the big jump that some people expect them to have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could always find your quarterback next year if it's an epic disaster and you could get one of those top guys, right? But for this year, you just hope Desmond Ritter is good enough to win you some ball games because you spent a bunch of money on the defensive side of the ball. But if that secondary is not any better, like you said, man, I don't know if Desmond Ritter's good enough to win you football games with his arm. Trailing by two scores, three scores. Like, he's not Joe Burrow. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I think he could win you enough games with a solid run game, a good offensive line, Kyle Pitts, Drake mm-hmm. London. But the defense has to be much better. And you spend a bunch of money on guys like Jeffrey Okuda, who wasn't very good in Detroit after being a first-round pick. But you also have Jesse Bates, so the secondary has to be better. The pass rush has to be better for sure. Or else you're going to be a six, maybe five-win team. Yeah, they're like they're one of the teams that I'm like I'm really excited to watch, though. Yeah. Just because they're kind of going against the grain with what the NFL is today. Everybody else yeah. is out there throwing the football. They're like, you know, we're going to draft a running back in the top ten, and we're going to run the hell out of the football. We're going to do the complete opposite, which in, in, if you have the weapons – I mean, try it. Give it a shot. And you know what I was thinking about, too, like for Atlanta? I think they're doing it the perfect way. If Desmond Ritter's not the guy, and you just drafted him last year, then you could get your guy next year, and next year is the deeper quarterback class. Because even if I don't think they'll be bad enough for a Drake May or a Caleb Williams, but who knows? Maybe they're bad enough for a Michael Penix or uh, Tyler Van Dyke, who's already dinged up. Looks like he might not even start week one for Miami. But there's guys that you could find in the first round. Maybe in the second round, you could go out there and get your guy. So I like the Bijan pick. Mm-hmm. You know, now you have a strong run game. Got to fix that defense. But you got plenty of money to spend, and you got a young team, and nobody's going to run away with that division anytime soon when you think about it because the Saints are kind of going all in for this year, maybe next year, and then they're going to have to shed some money because they've been salary cap held the last couple of years. Yeah, 27th in total defense last year. It's not good. 
Got it. Not good. I think yeah, you Some have to be. Some would say that's bad. Yeah, if you want to be a, if you want to win that division, I think you got to be top eighteen. Especially when you're dealing <laughs> with the Saints, who are, could be a top five defense this yeah. year. I mean, they're that yeah. is a that's a really strong defense that they've got there. Yeah, that's the one thing you could expect from the Saints the last couple of years. They're going to have a really mm-hmm. tough defense. Like last year, fourth in some categories, top five in most. I still I don't think there will be a big drop off unless there's just a bunch of injuries. Yeah, I mean again, and what we always say about injuries, right? Is you sit there and you go, you know, you can't predict it, so you can't add that in as like part of the equation. But it is certainly something that you always have to uh, you know think about. And a division that wide open, I mean, there's you know, there, there's there's tons of possibilities. Another team that at least kind of came on defensively was the Carolina Panthers last year. I know in the end they still gave up. Still, let me try that again. Still gave up. It's a Monday. Almost 25 points a game. But you kind of saw towards the end of last season, ran the ball more successfully, You know, started winning games, started to get a little stronger defensively right now. But you can't win without a quarterback. And they've got their yeah. quarterback. They've got Bryce Young. It's not even about winning 9, 10 games this year for Carolina, going over that 7.5 or win total or – it's really just about Bryce Young getting an actual chance to grow. The one thing that's really hurt somebody like Justin Fields is that over the last two years, I mean, the guy's just constantly getting knocked down. You had no offensive line. You didn't have enough weapons for him. It's tough for any quarterback. I don't care how good you are. I don't care what your skill set is. I don't care what your strengths and weaknesses are. If you're not getting an offensive line that's going to protect you, dude, you're just not, not going to grow as a quarterback at all. So the worst-case scenario for the Panthers is just not even seeing progress from Bryce Young because he's not given a chance to actually get to that point. Yeah, I agree, because we know the defense is going to be pretty good. It's going to be a decent run game, all that stuff. And you could, who knows, surprise some people in a weak division. But if, and one of the strengths is supposed to be that offensive line, but what we've seen in the preseason, um, if you're not able to properly protect them, like you said, man, that's like the last thing that you want is your young quarterback taking a bunch of hits. Um, You you think about Andrew Luck. you You think of some of these guys where they had all the talent in the world, but you just didn't protect them. So that would be my number one concern coming into the season. He just doesn't have the weapons around him. Adam Thielen gets dinged or something like that. He's your number one wide receiver. He's old. Uh, Yeah. But that's where I'd be, too. Thielen, though, looks like that's already going to be a Bryce Young target. Oh, yeah. Like, he's leaning on that right? He's going to be the – yeah, he's going to be the handcuff. He's going to be the – yeah, the guy that – He's going to run all the right routes. He's just got to stay healthy. And Thielen was still really good in Minnesota last mm-hmm. year. He's just not the same guy. Yeah, but, you know, it's a different difference when you're in Minnesota and the production from where you were to where you are is dropped off. But you go to Carolina where you're expected to be kind of – you're the safety net, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. For a young quarterback, you got to have that. It's usually tight ends or like a slot receiver. Either one, it's like third and three. You know, I can go to that guy. He's going to get it. I remember RG3 did that with Santana Moss late in his career. Yeah, Santana Moss very late in his career was – went from a number one receiver, 1,000-yard receiver in Washington to, like, only catching third down balls and, like, six touchdowns. Like, it just, it was only, it was like touchdowns or nothing for him or short third down conversions. Like, his role just so, like, you always have these veterans that are just smart. They just know where they're going. Yeah. And they keep themselves in shape. So you know you can count on them every single week. I think that's really what Thielen's going to be there in Carolina. It's a good addition. Yeah, that's what they needed, right? Like, because you can't have a young quarterback with a bunch of young wide receivers. No. You got it. I mean, that's what worries me a little bit about Green Bay this year is you have Jordan Love in his first year as a starter, and you have the youngest wide receiver room in the league. That's what worries me a little bit about. Although you can say like Joe Burrow a couple years ago when the Bengals made that run to the Super Bowl, T. Higgins was only what year three, year two, and you had Jamar Chase as a rookie, and you still made that run with a bunch of young dudes. 
So we can see it happen, but you have to have really talented guys. And Carolina doesn't have first-round picks in that wide receiver room. So you had to you had to go out and get a guy like Adam Thielen. You know, if Green Bay brought your guy Greg Jennings out of retirement, it would have been a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, on to the Saints, who, of course, added Derek Carr. Best-case scenario for them for me is Derek Carr looks like he did in 2019 or 2020. Quarterback rating over 100. But the worst case is the complete opposite, right? Derek Carr turns into 2022 Russell Wilson. New quarterback on a new team. And I understand there was a coaching issue. There was a lot of things going on, but I'm not ready to write off Russell Wilson. Just like I'm definitely not going to be writing off Derek Carr. But if he comes into New Orleans and looks lost, then you got a problem. Oh, yeah, you got a big problem. And, I mean, worst case, bunch of injuries on defense. You're not top mm-hmm. five. Uh, worst case, maybe you're like, Dennis Allen is not a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator. We made a big mistake here. We really miss Sean Payton. And then you're watching Sean Payton in Denver win 11, 12 games. But, I mean, you play the easiest schedule, so I think worst case is just with this team and you're in salary cap hell, but you keep running it back with all these guys because you kind of have to. I think worst case is you just don't make the playoffs again, and it's like we just wasted all this talent on right. both sides of the ball. Right. And you got Chris Olave, you got you know, oh, Mike man, Thomas. I, I think Chris Olave's in for a big, big season. Me too. I mean, what he was able to do last year with a kind of a rotating door of quarterbacks, revolving door, I guess. It's a revolving door, right? Not a rotating door. That doesn't make any sense. Thank you, Scott. Yes, I mean, a revolving door of quarterbacks. Like They just have so much talent. I like A.T. Perry, the kid that they drafted out of Wake Forest. I loved him at Wake Forest. I didn't know if that was just the offense or it was Sam mm-hmm. Hartman, but, man, he's made nothing. Like, he... That couple preseason games ago, he caught like all seven targets. He's looked really good. So. Yeah. Look, New Orleans is the favorite to win the NFC South. They're plus 115. There's a reason why. Oh, yeah. I mean, that team, if it all comes together, is the best team in the division. And maybe a top four team, maybe, maybe even top three team in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, they could be a really scary team because mm-hmm. of easy schedule, easy division. Schedule's uh, a big thing. If Derek Carr, like you said, has a year that he had two years ago, because remember how big of a disaster the Raiders were, man? You had the rug stuff. You had the John Gruden stuff. You had an interim head coach, and they still made a run to the playoffs, and he was excellent that year. Then last year wasn't very good. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense because you had Devontae Adams there, and it made sense that the team wasn't good. It didn't really make sense how bad he was. He was playing like a lot of hero ball. It looked like nah, it didn't look good. Yeah, all right, on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, plus 750 to win the division. As we know, this is a team that's certainly looked at as a <laughs> rebuilding. Yet they do still have some talent that's even left over from their Super Bowl winning team. They've got some good receivers. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans are the ones that certainly come to mind first. Worst case scenario for me is actually not that, like, you have bad quarterback play. That's too easy with this. It's actually that you start having frustration from the wide receivers and other players that were part of the winning years now losing with a different head coach. It's not Bruce Arians, obviously, anymore. It's not Tom Brady, a quarterback. It's Baker Mayfield, at least for now. That you have a team that goes beyond just losing, that there's problems within the locker room. If you start getting that, that's when things start to snowball and get a lot worse. Yeah, I think best case is there's Seattle from last year, where we had Geno <laughs> Smith. That's a hell Smith. of a good set case, yeah. Right, but I mean, we had Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and we're like, oh, man, Seattle's going to win three games. Week one, they play <laughs> against Russ Wilson. You figure it's going to be a blowout. We took the points, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden you're a surprise 10 win team and you're in the playoffs and you figure out, Oh, Geno Smith can play. I think that's best case scenario. Baker Mayfield's still the number one overall pick. Um, Still a serviceable NFL quarterback with a bunch of good, like you said, Mike Godwin. Oh, jeez, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, bunch if you of combine talent them, on the offensive Mike Godwin, side of the ball. You know, I'm very really tired. <laughs> you got a lot of talent is there. Is it Monday for you too? Defense is still really talented. <laughs> and, you could sneak away and win 10 games. But I think, like, worst-case scenario is Tampa with Tampa is you get kind of like Baker with the Rams last year and you win six, seven games. Because if you're going to be bad, going back to what we said about Arizona and you're Tampa, 
you might as well suck because then you get mm-hmm. Caleb Williams or Drake May and you still have some talent and you're still in a very winnable division and you're in the NFC. And who knows, like Caleb Williams is a rookie could go into Tampa with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin if they're able to keep those guys. You'd have to look at the salaries, obviously, and uh, win 10 games, 11 games, you know? I'll tell you what, I mean, be, if they won that many games, that would be, that would run be a game? remarkable season for that team. problem was that offensive line was terrible the last couple of years. I know. And yet Brady dropping back 56 times. And Brady was actually awesome. Take I mean, the over but, every single week. I'm going to miss that. But, yeah, I, I, I think for Tampa, you either want to suck or you want to be like a surprise Seattle team last yep. year. You yep. don't want to be that 7-8 win team because then you get a decent draft pick, but you're not going to get your quarterback most likely. And, and if you're not a playoff team, you probably don't want to run it back with Baker Mayfield another year, do you? You don't. You definitely don't, which is kind of why I look at the Cardinals as the same team where their worst-case scenario is they finish middle of the pack. They need to either be a playoff team, somehow, some way, a miracle with the random quarterbacks that they're going to be throwing out there right now yeah. until Kyler Murray gets back, or just be terrible. Now, it looks like on paper, this team is like, hey, we want to be bad. Like, we want to lose every game we possibly can. They've been trading away starters, releasing starters. Yeah. Now they just release Colt McCoy, which tells you they're not trying to win games. They're not trying to stay afloat if you get rid of Colt McCoy, who, listen, they had, he did a decent job as a starter last year. Didn't score a ton of points, but like kind of kept the offense afloat. They weren't losing every single game with him at quarterback. So if it's Arizona, you cannot finish in that middle of the pack seven, eight wins. You need to be down there at like three at the most. Yeah, I completely agree. Right. Because you either want, even if you're not getting your quarterback of the future and you still Could be want a wide to, receiver. Right. Or maybe, I mean, like, all Kyler wants is offensive line help. Yeah. That's what he was begging for last year. So if he's the guy, you got to protect him. You also have to fix up that defense, let's be honest. Like you have to have a pass rush in today's league or you have to have a really good secondary. Really you got to have to get you have to have guys that can get after the quarterback or it doesn't matter how good your secondary is. So they have so many needs. But yeah, you want to be top 5 next year. For sure, if you're Arizona cuz that team's many pieces away from being good again, I think. And you know, honestly, what they could even do is if they have the you know first, second, third overall pick, it might be valuable to just trade back. Like the, it just you may look and say, okay, well, we're not going to need a quarterback, so we don't need that. No, you don't think that way. You think about the value of those top picks. Or if Kyler's the guy, yeah, just get him Marvin Harrison. Yeah, man. which they may, <laughs> look, they may think that Kyler Murray at his best is a dynamic quarterback. It's just the maturity, the consistency. Uh, the health. I mean, he's a smaller guy that runs around like Mighty Mouse. So I mean, little tiny little strides. Like sometimes you're just worried he's going to get hurt every single play. So those are the types of things that this team has to think about. But yeah, I think the most important thing for them is to tank. Just tank, 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 tank. It's just so hard to do in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like they're trying their hardest, though. Damn it! Like <laughs> they they're going to start Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback week one I mean, against that'd be Washington. Just wild is- if they start Joshua Dobbs just when he's he was traded to the team four days ago. Yeah. And he's gonna and he'll he won't have played it's, a single preseason game for and them. And it's Josh Dobbs. Yeah, and so. it's Josh Dobbs. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's Which not like is unfortunate. It's not like it's like oh okay, we talked Philip Rivers out of retirement. Here he comes. <laughs> we we got Andrew Luck to get off the couch. It's, oh it's like gosh. no, it's Josh Dobbs. I mean, yeah, it's you just you look at that and it's like it's so transparent what they're trying to do. And again, that's fine. The one thing I will say, so like in the NBA, right? People always play that game. Oh, in the NBA, they tank and they. Yeah, but you aren't guaranteed the number one overall pick in the NBA. In fact, they've made it harder now. They've smoothed out the odds even more. So it's a lot more difficult to have the worst record and get the number one overall pick. In the NFL, if you suck, you suck, and you know where you're drafting. Yeah, and you can't, like, go out there and just tank because you'll get yourself killed. That's the other thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) And players don't tank. It's organizations that tank, too. You just put bad players out there on the field and say, you know, we're evaluating our young assets. What you want to do if you want to tank is you hire that Lovey Smith guy as your head coach. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Uh, Jeff Fisher. 
I heard, is looking for a job, too. If you want to tank. Well, no, because then you're going to oh, go... Right, it'll be yep. 7 and 9. I was going to say, well, there's no 8 and 8. Eight. Yeah, there's no 8 and 8 anymore. Yeah, least. what does he do? Just goes 7 and 10. Yeah, 7 and 10. <laughs> that sounds about right. Or, right. Yeah, yeah. We finish up the NFC and look at week one in college football next. Bet MGM tonight.